0: Good morning, guys. Welcome to The Sit-Out Bench. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Joe. We're two friends from the Midlands who are absolutely diehard Survivor fans. We're excited for you to join us for pre-season, in-season and post-season content focusing on Survivor UK. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Follow us, interact with us and definitely give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening
0: to the pod. On today's episode, we'll be doing our week five cast capital. Going through the players and talking about whether their stock has risen or fallen this week.
1: So take your spot on the sit-out bench and let's get started.
0: Joe, how are you?
1: Yeah, doing really well, thanks Matt. Yeah, it's been a couple of days since we last chatted about Survivor UK and, you know, life has got busy. So I've been down and back to London a couple of times. I also have a new scar, which is quite exciting. Uh, So I've been renoing the girls' bedrooms and ended up slicing open my uh, stomach chest area. (laughs)
0: Stomach chest area.
1: (laughs) I'm not quite sure what you would call it. I suppose it's where my sternum is. But yeah, the way I described it to my wife when I was on the phone to her is, you know, in the film Hook, there's a scene that you see from Peter Pan where he gets sliced by Captain Hook's hook just above his belly. I cannot remember, not going okay. <laughs> to
0: <laughs> Well, if
1: anyone out there is interested, I got the same slice that Peter Pan did when fighting Captain Hook. Um, so yeah, new new scar to add to the collection. But apart from that, doing really, really well, mate. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I put the the smaller of my trees up.
1: I can't believe I didn't see that. Gosh. I, know.
0: <laughs> I, li- I literally moved the table over just to wind you up about the fact that I put my Christmas tree up.
1: Dude, you know what? That's quite elegant. I see a lot of Christmas trees <laughs> as tacky. That is... That is an
0: elegant tree. I did have a bigger one there, but it doesn't fit anymore. So.
1: Yeah, that's what they all say now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. A few moments later.
0: We're going to go through our merge Kalena tribe in order of who we think is the least safe to the most safe. Talking about how we think their stock has risen and fallen over the past week.
1: I'm really excited for this one, Matt. Really, really gunning to talk about everyone's game, You know how they're doing, some of their key moments and, and kind of what we're thinking of them. I think we have to start, though, with the person who right now is sitting on the bottom of the tribe and in reality is only there because he correctly played an idol. At the bottom of the tribe, we have Christopher.
0: He's definitely on the outs with the whole tribe and they don't really trust him at the moment. So he's in a very rough position after this week's episodes. You know, he's not necessarily out yet. There's a lot of things he could do. He could worm his way back in with the tribe. But right now, you know, it's looking pretty bleak in terms of his potential to stay in the game much longer.
1: In a weird way, his stock went up for me this week. When I think about his character moments, it was a huge jump in both screen time and also... Getting an extra vote, getting an idol, making kind of correct reads and the right power plays to get Lee out and to save himself. So there are a lot of things that I think as a player really attracted me to him and really improved his stock. But I do think you're right. Overall he's in a really rough position. The saving graces, what are people's appetites for swing votes? And kind of historically right now in Swaver UK it's it's pretty low.
0: I think he would be eschewing to be a swing vote, but the first tribally votes for Lee against Lenina, and the second but tribally votes for Nathan against Calaton. If he voted for a Lenina member again, Calaton would be way more willing to work with him. But now he's just voted for Nathan. I think, you know, he's potentially damaged those relationships there further as well.
1: If he does make the right reads, he's, he probably goes Calaton way. There's going to be more options there. That yeah. group is more likely to stick together, but it's a tough road as well now for Chris to get to that end game. The other thing I think we need to talk about is just how much he is on fire on X right now. He's leaning yes. whole hog into the I'm a dick on social media.
0: <laughs> I think he's doing it well as well. Like, Yeah. You know, he's, he's really showing that he's the door.
1: <laughs> I think the best one that I've seen so far is when they talks about uh, some poor lady tweeted, Gosh, there's a lot of people lying in Survivor. I don't think I could be on there. And then he sent back the reply, Well, don't apply then. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong he's not wrong (laughs) stocks going up in that regard as well very 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 quality follow at chris underscore hall
0: the next person that we have on our list this week is going to be lawrence lawrence's stock it's very difficult to judge this right because i think there's a few things that you could say his stock is dropping based around the fact that he's not really in any alliances anymore. People don't seem to really have him included in their plans. But at the same time, I think he's now in a good position in terms of being able to float and be an easy number. That said, I think that means that there's basically zero chance that he's going to be the winner of the game at the end of this.
1: He has zero self-awareness around where his position is. I think he recognises that he is a floater. And I think you almost saw that a little bit in kind of the shy some of the shy moves and deciding to make that jump because he needed to be the swing vote. But I just don't think he recognizes his position right now in a way to make moves and build up his resume which is what we need to start seeing people do if they're going to have a chance of winning the game. He seems like he's fallen very quickly into being the bottom of the pyramid of the Kalaton OG members, and being fifth isn't a great, great exciting move. I don't see a huge amount of individual immunity wins for him coming up, so I don't think he can lean on the physical strength. Socially, I know he's funny. You don't win 100k because you're funny.
0: Yeah, he needs to prove that he's done something else within the game and actually build up some good relationships with people
1: that being said everyone seems pretty high on him overall for me lawrence is a stock drop Um, again i just don't see a world where he has a a clear path to victory in this particular game where people who are in the middle are not attractive i think he's probably more likely to go sooner rather than later
0: i think the only way that he'd probably go in the next few episodes is if they have a target the target wins immunity and they feel like they need someone easy to pick off. I think Lawrence could go in that situation.
1: And sometimes you do get one of those votes, you know, just a consensus vote. This person's the right person to go for everybody. Let's let's not overcomplicate it. I'm really surprised he hasn't found an idol yet. Like, he just seems the type.
0: I'm just I'm not sure that he's looking, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Let's move on to our next individual then. And I have Hannah here, but we disagree vehemently on the on where Hannah sits in contrast to Nathan. And I know, Matt, that you had Nathan lower and next on our cast capital list.
0: Yeah. So coming into this podcast, I actually had Nathan at the very bottom of my uh, list, but Joe convinced me to move him off <laughs> a few spaces. <laughs> I just because think.
1: I think this is the worst read you've made. Like, if I'm really honest. Do you think? Putting Nathan at the bottom, yeah, 100%. He's so much higher.
0: I just think he's in a really bad position. Like,. He's the most expendable member of that Calaton group and the most threatening member of that Calaton group. He has the least relationships of that Calaton group. And I think if any Calaton member is going to go home, it's going to be Nathan. He's the easiest person to target. And we see that his name is already kind of floating about in the chatter.
1: I don't know. I I think he has so many friends. I, I hate to go through like name by name, right? Do so it, do it. So Pegleg, right? I think Pegleg is attracted... To people who are playing the game honestly and who have physical strength. I think that's why he likes Lee. And Nathan is not the same as Lee, but he has some similarities in terms of how he's playing the game. So I don't think Pegleg is going to target Nathan. Doug, I think, sees Nathan as his physical shield, someone to say he's the one who's winning the challenge, not me. So I don't think Doug is going to target him. Chris. In a lot of ways, I don't think he wanted to vote out Nathan. We saw in his, when he got up to the urn, I was going to say the pot. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he gets up to the urn to vote, he's just saying, the only reason I'm writing Nathan is because my alliance told me to write Nathan. He doesn't want to target him. And there's no incentive for him to target Nathan over other people. Lawrence isn't swaying anyone. I don't think Hannah's really swaying anyone. And no one on Calatum wants to vote him out. I, I think he's, he's pretty safe.
0: Who, who do you see um, Lenana targeting if they want to get rid of the Kalaton then?
1: Are we including Chris in this as part of the Lunena people?
0: Yeah, so all of the Lunena people, if they want to target one of that group of four, who are they going for?
1: Matthew. Okay. Yeah, I I think Matthew is a much easier sell as well. So assuming that, and I hate doing this because we're sort of just drifting into fan fiction right now and <laughs> writing um, Fifty Shades of Survivor, but <laughs> let's... It's a big one <laughs> let's assume that as a consensus people just get rid of lawrence they say lawrence is a floater just sack him off yeah we then get into this 4-4 split between calaton and Lenena. i think it's a much easier sell to try and get matthew out than it is to try and get nathan out you know there's no way tanuke's voting out nathan over matthew is there
0: I think she is. I think so. The thing is, Matt has been with Pegleg and Chris, and has built those relationships with the guys. Presumably, has some kind of relationship with Hannah, and I think Leigh and Tanuke are closer by the fact that they've spent more time with Matt than they have with Nathan.
1: I, I get the logic. I just I don't feel it in my in my bones.
0: I mean, I could see them voting out Leilani potentially, but like, why?
1: <laughs> that that is the. The, the really interesting part for both Leilani and Lawrence. There's no there's nothing impressive about standing at the end and saying, I voted out Leilani, I voted out Lawrence. You know, I suppose Nathan is a move, at least. I think Nathan's had a couple of really good episodes in terms of, he, he clearly articulated that the merge was kind of a chance to step up his game. Um, he talks a lot about kind of wanting to make sure that the split in episode 10 was done correctly, and he seems to be actively taking part in those conversations around which four is going where, so showing some strategic acumen. I've got to think as well, at some point, there's going to be an immunity challenge that's right for him. I think he's yeah. always due to win one.
0: I think Tanuka is the right target, but I don't I don't know if anyone would actually try and make a move on it.
1: Yeah, well, in the real world, it should be Doug and Tanuka, that everyone's going after but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But will it happen?
1: So you had Nathan quite low. I thought he was a bit higher. The person for me who's next on the tribe, though, has to be Hannah. And Hannah has had a very confusing edit. Um, We got into this a little bit in our last podcast where we talked about how under-edited she was. I think it's fair to say we both still strongly feel that way. And memorable moments this week, I think really we could only point to her telling Lee that people are coming. But she's done nothing to kind of mobilise numbers. She doesn't want to be part of the Women's Alliance.
0: I mean, I've literally put in my notes... She's not in any obvious danger, but she also doesn't have any power. And the only, thing that, the only reason that I think she's probably saved for the next two weeks is because I really don't think Tanuki and Leigh will want to vote out another woman for another couple of votes.
1: I don't even think they'll care <laughs> at this point. Like, Because all of the conversations we've seen about women being voted out have not involved Hannah.
0: There's got to be some awareness, though, on some level of... If you're on national TV and you say like reacting shocked to so all the women being voted out, you can't then go and vote two women out straight away T- at the merge. They literally
1: just did that with Ash. Like, this is Tenuki, true. UK literally in episode nine says, I can't vote out a woman, and in episode ten votes out a woman. Like, I've had the
0: scene where she said, I'd rather vote Chris, is like okay, when they're planning the vote split. It's so funny. It's strange.
1: H- how long can we give Hannah... Because some of this is editing. (laughs) I don't even know if I say that. As I say that, I don't even know if I believe it. But if she's here, let's say she survives two more weeks, right, like you just said. If we get to episode 13 of 16 and we still haven't seen her or strategy, you know, what do we make of that? (laughs) Can can, can we no longer say this is editing, this is now just you? Because it's not even like there are loads of people in the game anymore to kind of take away time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if Hannah finished any higher than, like, fourth. She feels very, like, um, Christina Char, One World, to me. Yes. <laughs> like, I can see her being dragged near to the end, and then just being cut, because she hasn't got strong enough relationships with the other people.
1: Some people are seeing things we're not, though. I've seen lots of buzz about her being people winner win a pick. Like...
0: The, the edit's just not there. And I... I Hannah is definitely doing more than what we're seeing. Questionable, but <laughs> no, I think she is. But I think it's not big enough mm-hmm. to make the show. So I think she probably has a solid social game with the people that like her and want to keep her around. But like the only screen time she gets is either when she's saying like, "I've been blindsided again," or is she saying, "I hate this person." Mm-hmm. So I just think the editors are just not deeming her content interesting enough.
1: For me the other part is that she's also shown That she's not trustworthy with plans So she had that kind of confessional Where she talked about her head being scrambled And not knowing what she wants to do And then telling Lee Yeah, I think everyone will have seen that And they won't want to include her now Moving forward in terms of This is the real plan Let's move on to someone then that we do have In the same place in the tribe The next person whose stock we want to talk about Is Doug And a bit of a fall from grace in a little way Um, Not not through anything that he's done himself, but actually just because other people's games have stepped up. This week, some memorable moments from Doug. We saw him winning by default, the first individual (laughs) immunity of Survivor UK. He did play a great social game, sort of being able to play both sides, be able to bring people in, but incorrectly voted for Ashley in episode nine, um, and then was a very silent part of the Ash vote out in episode 10.
0: Yeah, definite stock drop for Doug for me this week. I'm just worried about the the board, I'll say as as it's being left now. So he has that ish connection to Nathan, he has that ish connection to Lawrence. But then all he's got is a, his original Lenennes. So he's got pegleg for definite. He's got Hannah probably kind of. Does Chris trust him now? Maybe not. To me he seems in a very precarious position. And his name's starting to come up from Kalaton in terms of who's a threat that they want to get rid of. And I just think I'm worried that he just doesn't have the numbers to to save himself at this point.
1: Really interesting read from Matthew that he's the one who's identified Doug is a risk. He's playing better than than maybe it appears he is. So I do agree with you. I think he's much more on people's radars than he would like to be. This is the second episode into
0: the merge. Absolutely. So the next person we have on our list is Pegleg. So for me, Pegleg is a stock equal for me this week. He's not in any obvious danger. He seems to be well liked by everybody. Although he won last gasp, not necessarily threatening in terms of challenge beast potential. So he hasn't. It doesn't have much power. But the only way I could see him going soon is if he's like the second option in a in a vote split or like a straight vote or something like that.
1: I think it's blasphemous. (laughs) You don't think Peg's stock has increased. If you think about where he was two episodes ago when he was over on the Calaton beach and all of the strategy discussions were just shown through the lens of Doug, if we look at him compared to last week, he has changed from Captain Worf into Spock. He's become this cold, emotionless, calculating, strategic mastermind. I think his stock went up massively in episode 10. (coughs) Honestly, I was so impressed with how ruthless he was with that plan that even before the immunity challenge had happened, he'd already got everyone signed up to something.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree that his win equity has definitely gone up. I just think his position is just not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think he has a story to tell at the end, and he's adding yeah. to that story, he's adding to that resume. I think the Ash kill is his. I'm all in on Pegleg, and I've been really impressed that he seems to understand the game a lot more than he lets on. And I think this might be the start of a great post-merge for him in terms of the edit.
0: Yeah, I agree. Does
1: that mean you have him as a stock riser as well?
0: I'll keep him as equal for that. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, Joe, but I'm not going to change my answer. (laughs) Precisely.
0: So the next person on our list is Leilani. This is the kind of the opposite of, of Peg Leg. So I probably would say stock equal again for Leilani. I think her position just keeps getting better, but I do think her win equity is dropping pretty quickly, especially after the whole "I'm not playing the game" comments. <laughs> Potentially not going to work out too well at a final tribal.
1: Or it's a genius move for a for a jury that doesn't also want to play the game. Um,
0: Can you imagine the outcry if Leilani beat Doug like 8-0 at a final
1: <laughs> In a lot of ways, the kind of the winners have defined the season, haven't they? You, you often remember the winners by... If Leilani is the winner of Survivor UK, I don't think it the season is remembered in the right way compared to if it was Doug that won.
0: Again, it's that's not Wailania's fault. It's just yeah. casting needs to like force people to watch like ten seasons of Survivor before they play, so they know what they're getting into. Yeah. She
1: definitely held firm in her position this week. I thought she had some really great moments. My favourite one was her being ruthless and just telling them to say to people, We don't know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know that was a really great moment i thought a really maybe not intentionally strategic but a very strategic move um and high level strategy i would say i think she's going to stand in really good stead from a lot of the immunity challenges that are coming up yes yeah. so many of them now are kind of the balance-based ones the core strength-based ones that really play into her skill sets so i do think she has a really good opportunity to go deep like i said socially she's got good connections And in some ways, that threat level, as they go deeper, is dropping. But I do agree, the likelihood of her winning also feels it drops every episode, unfortunately.
0: She's going to be willing to play strategically, but only when it's against someone that's against her. And I think that's going to be a problem when you're going into the end game with people that the jury are potentially going to want to vote for more than you.
1: So so we both love Leilani. What is the move she could make to be a winner at this point? What's the path to victory for her?
0: She would have to either potentially like flip and work with the middle people to gain control over, you know, the Calatone Alliance, or she'd have to find a way to get rid of Tanuke, But I just don't think that's going to happen.
1: I think the only way she wins is if she's sat next to Lawrence and Chris at the end. Yeah. If there is indeed going to be a final three, that is a winning recipe. If anyone else is there, then I don't think she wins.
0: Completely agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty scary, to be honest. <laughs> like, because even Christopher, I think that would be a, it'd be a tight one. Maybe a, if there's eight people on the jury, maybe a five-three. I think in that
0: scenario, Chris should probably win. But I think people might be bitter against him on the jury, and that's potentially how Leilani could win that.
1: Could you imagine who does Lee vote for in a Leilani Lawrence Chris final? Lawrence. <laughs> A guy he spent one day with. Literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we'll move on to Matthew, who is the second person at the top of our list.
1: And I think Matthew, again, stock has gone up this episode. He's moving and maturing further away from the kind of the silly, goofy guy into someone who's showing a little bit more awareness. I think he's positioned really well in terms of having relationships on both sides of the aisle. I don't think he's any sort of threat in the immunity challenges, really. He did really well in Last Gasp. I think he's got great determination, but I think he's always going to be like the second or third best person in any immunity challenge. So I think he's good. I think he's in such a strong Kalaton 4 though, and that is the real advantage, is those four OG Kalatonians. It just doesn't feel like they're going to crack till near the end.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with your take there. So I think the tribe swap was probably the best thing that could have happened for his game because his social game is actually really strong and it's probably the best facet of the game he's playing. And I just think it leaves him pretty well insulated within not just the Calaton 4, but the whole tribe. I really don't think they would even think about targeting Matthew. I just think he's, he doesn't seem threatening either. Like, he doesn't seem like he's playing the game. So he's not necessarily someone that you think, I need to get rid of him.
1: And it's interesting, I think he's playing a type of game where, obviously in that episode 10 Tribal Council, he talks about need to have integrity and to believe in yourself and vote with your conscience, which kind of mirrors the game that he's playing as well. You know, so it might resonate with a lot of people on the jury. And I can see quite a few combinations where he is the winner. Yeah, there's quite a few yeah. final threes where I think he comes, as long as Tanuke's not there and as long as Doug's not there. Yeah. I think potentially he can win.
0: Yeah, I would probably put him the second most likely to win at this point. So I think he's lined himself up well. It's just be a case of whether he can cut Tanuke or not. And that's where I have my debts.
1: Well, let's move on then to the person that we have on the top of our rankings this week. Tanuke in the number one spot.
0: I mean, she's literally just running the game at this point. <laughs> like both tribals this week. The person who she wanted to go home went home. And there's, there's no one standing in a way because no one even sees what she's doing. Doug is potentially a threat to a game, but she has a much stronger setup built up than he does. I just, I don't see a way that she gets voted out here at all.
1: I'm on a, the same page, we're on the same flight. We're both going out to the Dominican Republic to give her 100k ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> It's such a strong position and really dominant that she has a strong core alliance of four. She's great in the social aspects and she can flex multiple ways. I think she can claim the Lee vote out if she wants to. I think there's an easy sell there that that was her. She brought in the Calaton people. I think, yeah, she's not going to have an issue as we've seen in the past getting rid of some of the people who are close to her, unlike Leilani Woods, which I think speaks really well to her ability to be strategic and to, to dominate the game
0: yeah i mean if i did have a warrior with Tanuko, it would be that she is one of the people pushing this playing the game is bad narrative so if she did get to the end and tried to say that she is playing the game then that might potentially turn some people off however i think she's got the most inequity of everyone anyway so unless someone starts making some moves that she's aligned with she's not really gonna have to stab anyone in the back
1: mm. i i genuinely think this calaton 4 though it, it might be a little bit of a of a Reba situation yeah. that we have happening at the US Survivor right now. So if I look at it as the four of them, and I think who should flip, for me, the answer is Leilani should flip. You know, she's yeah. the one who's the most on the bottom. But the chances of Leilani, Leilani flipping are next to none. Um, yeah, no chance. <laughs> yeah. Do I think Matthew or Nathan would ever flip and get rid of Tanuke? I just can't see it.
0: Yeah, I agree. They would have to find out that she's done something that's put them in danger, and I just I can't see that happening at the moment.
1: It's not surprising. She's been on the top of our rankings pretty much from day dot. She continues her reign of supremacy. Um, I'm really excited to see what it brings. It's actually really exciting now to talk about possible combinations that could kind of lead to a winner. I wonder though if we're thinking too one-dimensionally, like everyone that we've talked to in production and kind of what we've seen from episode descriptions have just talked about how as this gets further on, it gets even crazier. So maybe we're waiting for something huge to happen in episode 12 and 13.
0: We might get another idol play that could make things interesting.
1: Any other final thoughts? <laughs>
0: No, just uh, I'm thinking a lot more positively about this season now. I'm excited for what could be in store. And I I just really hope that now the momentum's got going, you know, the the public narrative about the show might begin to turn around. More people might become interested and we'll stop getting uh, articles in newspapers being like, BBC Nightmare show costs $72 billion and now it's (laughs) rubbish.
1: (laughs) I've loved it. I've loved episode 9 and 10. It was so... They felt like real real proper Survivor. I was into it. I was dead excited. So we're really excited for the upcoming episodes 11 and 12 happening on Saturday and Sunday. As always, we'll be live tweeting on X... Um, So make sure you follow us and engage with us. Let's really make X explode. It hasn't trended yet, don't think? Hashtag Survivor UK. Fantastic. Matt, for the people, where can they follow us?
0: So they can follow us on Instagram at the sit-out bench, or lowercase with full stops in the middle of each word, and over on X at the sit-out bench.
1: The best thing you can do to make podcasts grow is to take some time and give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps new listeners find us Let's them know how funny we are, to be honest. I'm <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, from me and Matt, that's everything. See you next time.
0: See you next week, guys.